Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Auction houses really are in a unique position in the art world. They're the largest companies in the industry by a mile. And given their financial positions in the marketplace, I've always been kind of surprised that they haven't invested in more outside startups or companies in a venture capital style. But it seems like things are changing. And in this week's episode, we're joined by Devong Tukar, global head of Christie's Ventures, to chat with us about their new area of the business, Christie's Ventures, a venture capital arm focused on tech and art and crypto. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Devon, thanks so much for joining us. Adam, thanks for having me. Very excited to, to talk today. Definitely. Well, I think the concept behind Christie's Ventures is very new to the art world, and I was excited to read about it and wanted to have you on to learn more about it. So thanks again for joining us. So tell us more about what Christie's Ventures is exactly and what motivated the auction house to want to establish a venture capital branch. No, certainly. And again, uh, I, I think uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a for a long time now and all the content that you, you all produce. So thank you for, for doing that. Uh, on on the venture stuff, right? Like Christie's has uh, been uh, innovating on, on multiple fronts with respect to technology for a long time, right? With, whether it's sort of online auctions, whether it's live bidding, these are technologies that sort of brought auctions to our desktop computers and our laptops in some way, shape or form. But often we, waited for technology to, to develop before adopting it. And I think that's been the story of the broader art market in, in some ways, right? Like tech was built in Silicon Valley or in West Coast or in, in some, some lab somewhere. And then the art market sort of figured out how to use it, right? I think what we realized during, especially the pandemic, but the, the sort of growth of digital art and NFTs last year that we a had unprecedented front row seat access to all the technology that was being built last year because of our um, our people sale as well as the follow on to that. Um, but we also realized that if we really believe in technology, we just can't be bystanders, right? We we need to put our uh, our investment and our time to build the technology from ground up uh, as it needs to be built for the art world rather than waiting for it to be built and applying it to the art world. So I remember during the last recession, auction houses tended to respond by becoming more conservative. So for example, they were doing less auction guarantees, also investing less in peripheral businesses, even closing some of them. And so while the art market remains quite robust right now, we are potentially in an economic recession. How would you describe Christie's mindset now regarding exploring different types of opportunities and investments, even in this uncertain economic climate? No, great question. I think for us, again, going back to my previous previous response, I think what we've realized is like innovation is a key pillar for Christie's. It's one of our top values, if you may. And what we've realized is that regardless of the business cycle, like if it's a recession, it's an inflationary cycle, tech continues to be the driver of change for business, regardless of the industry we live in today, right? Uh, if you take an example, between 2007 and 2017, the art market doubled, quote unquote, right? 
uh, in terms of like publicly available numbers, it went from like 30 odd billion to 60 odd billion in value. The key tech thing that happened despite a recessionary cycle for the first half of that was the iPhone, right? And the iPhone made communication via tools such as Instagram and Pinterest so much more possible for a visual world like ours that it made it easy for people globally to communicate about art. And my point is, in 2008, there was a big sort of recessionary wave coming our way and big sort of venture capital dollars had their first sort of seeds in the 2008 cycle. So if you just go back to history books and do a quick Wikipedia search, in 2008, there was no Andreessen Horowitz or Altimeter Capital, right? These two big name brands, which now have somewhere between 30 and 50 billion under management, they were formed at sort of Allen and Company's Sun Valley Conference in 2008 in the sort of beginning of the recession. So the two points that come to my mind is a recessionary cycle definitely has seeds of innovation and tech in there and new new tech is built during that cycle and capital that is well deployed during that cycle can truly sort of change the game for both the return perspective but also for the tech itself so i think the time is right for us and hence despite these sort of recessionary sort of waves of signals coming our way we think that investing technology is still the right bet for us and how do you think Christie's can actually leverage its experience, its expertise, and even its brand in the art market so your investments are more than purely financial for these companies? Certainly. I think the the big thing for us is like over the last 250 years or so of, of operation, Christie's has developed sort of deep insight of the high net worth individual market overall and like art buying, art selling, luxury overall. And I think as founders and tech companies sort of try to understand how to bring their products to the market, sort of the understanding of that that niche group of, of, of art collectors is quite important, right? So in addition to bringing capital, we bring that understanding to the table, right? So for example, we held our fifth um, art and tech summit in New York in July. And I'll just use a couple of examples to answer your question. Uh, this was a very closely curated group of 300 or so people, out of which we had some potential portfolio company CEOs. We had sort of the big tech companies represented, but we also had top collectors in the in the audience, right? So that access to the 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 art collecting audience and the tech savvy audience is only coming through Christie's. You know, we are one of those few brands that can convene such a powerful group together for two days. And through that, the, some of the founders that we work with were able to sort of interact with people from Microsoft or, or Adobe or, or Meta, as well as meet some of the top collectors and discuss what are the investments that need to happen in this sort of cycle in technology. And basically through dialogues such like that, we allow our founders to have insights into sort of uh, the, the market that they normally wouldn't have access to. So I think that's what we bring to the table. Like our brand is able to convene very neutrally a broad spectrum of people in one, one place. Uh, along with that, we also have some pretty heavy hitting colleagues at Christie's, right? Some some very experienced colleagues that you've covered in the past or uh, or we've heard from in the past. Starting with the top, our, our CEO, Guillaume Saruti, is very sort of tech savvy and quite innovative. And he this is one of his sort of 
projects like he's personally behind. So Guillaume's support goes a long way at Christie's and I've seen him personally sort of spend time with the, with some of the tech founders that we had at the summit. So I think that's the level of access we're talking about. I hope that answers the questions for your audience. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've seen auction houses, Christie's included, embrace the sale of NFTs in the past year and a half or so, but the market is still in a very nascent stage. What are some areas of how NFTs are collected that you feel can be improved so it can mature as a collectible? No, certainly. I think you're absolutely right. I think last year was basically year one of NFTs, even though NFTs had been traded a little before, like CryptoPunks from 2017 or 18 onwards. I think last year was really the first year of um, of people buying and thinking of NFTs as actual collecting um, collectibles and collecting NFTs. I think that the from a venture point of view and the way I see this space evolving, there's a lot of work that still needs to happen for how audiences are onboarded onto this space, right? So my mom, and I, I regard my mom as like reasonably tech savvy. She knows her way around an, an, a phone and a, and a computer. But if I was to say like, hey, NFT is the next art that you should collect, I don't know where she would start, you know, like creating a digital wallet, saving your seed phrase, buying some Ethereum, owning that like Coinbase password. Like these things require some technical acumen and it's not seamless as if you go to your Amazon account or your Christie's account even and then one click buy or bid on something, you know? I think a lot of focus over the next year or two will be how can we make generally buying digital assets and digital ownership of currencies and assets easier for the mass audiences. And I think everyone from sort of Time Magazine to, to, to Coinbase are trying to figure out a way to do that. I think from a venture perspective, it's, it's, it's nice because we can see who are some of the founders that are, are investing in that, that level of seamlessness, right? Like who's creating the next Amazon of the space. And so regardless of whether the next three years are recessionary or, or not, companies like Amazon or Bloomberg for this market are going to come out as winners, right? The folks that are building broad platforms for digital art and NFTs. So we look for who are some of those founders that are building easy on-ramps for customers. And that applies directly to the Christie's customer base because our clients want to know how can they make it easy for them uh, to, to onboard into this new way of buying art, right? And so we, we're sort of solving that for our existing clients as well. On the other hand, if we think about the more traditional art world, which has a reputation for lagging when it comes to technology, what do you think are some important areas that can be improved or innovated, perhaps by a third-party company you would like to invest in? Yeah, certainly. I think that I, I think the last year and sort of the evolution of NFTs has been a training ground for both sides. And by that, I mean, it's been a training ground for early stage collectors because now they have affordable digital art or digital art that they can actually buy and collect and learn what collecting means. But then on the flip side, it's also been a learning ground for traditional collectors who wanted to learn like cutting edge, cutting edge technology, right? Uh, so we're seeing people who used to traditionally buy sort of from auctions or galleries for the first time, they like set up a digital wallet and they bought a, a crypto punk or a people piece, you know, like th those things train people in, in a new technology. And my general feeling for the traditional market to answer your second question, I think there's still a lot of sort of where do I begin and where is the transparency of the data, right? Like some of the things that you 
in, in your firm have been trying to solve quite important. Like how do we bring transparency to the, the traditional art market, right? Like while auction records are public, some of the 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 primary market data not so much, right? And so how do I really create a, a liquid market where there is information access for the purpose of investing and collecting? I think companies were building using my example of Bloomberg, right? Someone who's building the Bloomberg terminal for the art market will be quite interesting to watch, you know? Yeah, I would love to see something like that. Let's make it happen. And I think kind of the ethos of art tactic in some ways, you know, the very fundamental data-driven, content-driven uh, push to discovering like what to collect and what to buy, you know? So I, I feel that, yeah, that that model, even through sort of the 90s and 2000s, despite sort of the Japanese crash and then the 2000 crash, Bloomberg still came out as a winner, right? So I feel that there is a Bloomberg of the art market somewhere in the making. And finally, I wanted to ask you about your first investment as a part of Christie's Ventures. It was in a startup called Layer Zero Labs. Tell us about them and why you decided to invest. Again, if I take anything that I've said like in the last few points, I think the main area of focus for me as, as someone who's looking at ventures for Christie is uh, sort of picks and shovels, right? So if you if you if you what if you want to know what I mean by picks and shovels is basically in the gold rush, right? Everyone's heard this story. People went to, to dig for gold, but the real people who made the 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 returns were the people who made the picks and shovels, right? So in our market, in this sort of this gold rush, whether you call the digital digital age the gold rush, or if you call the sort of NFTs the gold rush, who are some of the companies that are building pure infrastructure projects? that will stand the test of the different business cycles. So Layer Zero Labs, for example, is a company based in Vancouver, Canada, that's building sort of fundamental technology that allows clients to move assets between one blockchain and another, or one sort of, uh, one sort of protocol to another. And my thesis here is today, there's like, if you go to Coinbase, there is a few hundred, if not thousands of different tokens and blockchains. As we go through the sort of next 18 to 24 months, either through just pure unit economics or through regulation, maybe there'll be 20 to 30 blockchains, not 200 to 300, and users will need ways to move assets between one and the other. They're not just going to vanish, you know? So technology like Layer Zero Labs allows people to manage their assets efficiently between different parts of this economy and I think regardless of what happens to the economy, these these assets or these picks and shovels will be quite useful. So that was our thesis in investing. We have two or three other investments that are almost in the final stages. One, I think we signed last Thursday, which we'll announce in coming weeks, are looking at these sort of fundamental technological providers that help people either onboard into this space or manage their assets or really consume art in a more elegant fashion uh, than otherwise. So I think those are our fundamental areas that Ventures is looking at, and it directly benefits Christie's clients and is a smart investment. Devon, thanks so much again for coming on the podcast and chatting with us about Christie's Ventures. It's a very exciting initiative in the art world, and we're looking forward to following along and seeing what companies you invest in. Thanks so much again for your time. We appreciate it. Absolutely, Adam. Thanks for having me. It was an absolute pleasure.